best friends and next door neighbors, Willow and Lillian, spill the tea on murder, mysteries, and other things that go bump in the night. So get your favorite teacup ready and let's get into it. Welcome to Cruelty Podcast. This is Lillian. I couldn't say my own name because not with me as always, is Willow. No, Willow has not died, but Willow is very sick. We don't know if she has COVID or just a bad cold or allergies, but we like to play it on the safe side. She gets her COVID results tomorrow, so she'll be back to recording probably on for Friday's episode. So with me today, because it's not just me by myself, is Maris, my spouse. Say hello, Maris. Hello. As you can tell by his very excited tone, he's super happy to be here and be doing this with me, right? Yep. Yeah. But I did I did Maris a favor. As you know, um, I've mentioned it many times. My husband does not like true crime. And why is that, Maris? Why do you not like true crime? I think true crime is too sad. <laughs> he, he finds it very depressing. I have major depressive disorder so i don't listen to media that is sad fair yep my world's really small it it quite yep quite um and so you know he just doesn't because to him it just all boils down to like violence against women and it yeah yeah, all true crime is she died and yeah yeah so you know and i understand that he doesn't get like the fascination that me and Willow have with it, but Maris is very supportive of my endeavors. Yeah. Yeah. You can, my, my policy is you do what you want. I really love that policy. It's very exciting. Yep. Willow's not here, but her dogs are barking next door. Yep. <clears throat> That's fun. That's Ember, who's who's making a woof. Lots of woofs. Yep. Yeah. Wish you, wish you wouldn't do that. But it's okay. Anyway, get well soon, Willow. And I'm going to put her PayPal in the description of this episode if you would like to send her a few bucks so she can get some, like, I don't know, some tea and chicken noodle soup. That would be awful swell of you. So since Maris hates true crime, I'm we're not going to do a true crime episode today. We're going to do some paranormal spooky stuff. We're going to cover black-eyed children. I really love paranormal. Yeah, you do. It's not sad. It can be really ridiculously sad sometimes. Well, the people ghosts are a result of someone dying, but they (laughs) continue on because they're a ghost. That's true. So it's not too sad. It's often, I find a lot of the paranormal stuff kind of like ridiculous and absurd, but in in a fun way, it's my, it's right up there for me with true crime. I'm a very woo person, as I've said many times before. And so we're going to we're going to cover this and it's going to be it's going to be fun. And frankly after our last episode, I think we could all use a bit of a a break because it was really heavy and depressing. I'm I'm sure it was sad. It was very sad. Yeah. And I got very pissed off and went on an angry rant. So there's that. I'm not going to get pissed off this time. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you do? You know anything about this phenomenon? I'm sure you do. I think. Maybe uh, yeah, I do know a little bit about, about black-eyed children. Um, I don't know what I should say about it, but I do know a little bit about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. So a lot of people will tell you that this phenomenon started like a long, long time ago, since people, and that's just objectively not true. But, I mean, there are similar things, and I'll kind of go over those. But I think in order to talk about this phenomenon, and almost all paranormal phenomenon, you kind of have to start with UFO stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can do the obvious comparison that black-eyed children are usually of Caucasian, so so they kind of look like grays, you know? Yeah, with their black eyes and and pale skin. Yeah, pale skin, black eyes, like that's a a similar motif to to a gray alien. Yes. I hate those little bastards. I, I think they look... I mean, I, I, I have thoughts about them, but... You have thoughts? I, I mean, because, like, I've heard different things, like, such as, like, if you want to go to a super, super skeptical route, that 
I guess aliens are similar in appearance to a skull. And that's so why we have the innate fear right. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. like, like it, it, the fear of death, I guess, or the unknown. <sighs> yeah, okay, but so do faces could look like skulls if you squint, so I'm just not buying that one. Right. Skeptics can, as I'm fond of saying, lick my butthole. Mm, well, gross. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that uh, butthole's not gross. No, but um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure what else. I mean, I, I think that... There is, like, really old... Is there an old-timey story of, like, black-eyed visitation, like, yeah, from a okay. long, long time ago? You can ago? find a lot of, like, historical record in fiction and before fiction of when someone turns evil, their eyes go all black. Okay. Well, I'm thinking, like, is there, like, an old-timey record from, like, there 1600? Is not. not really. No. no. Okay. Not about this specific phenomenon. I, I think that the earliest, and I, I didn't do the research because that's, I don't. Well, you just stop right there. Okay. Because I did. Well, I was going to say, I think the, the oh, first black-eyed children from the 80s? Nope. Question mark? Nope, no, you okay. are wrong. Okay, so I don't that's know. That's cool. Yeah, right. I was afraid you'd be right and then ruin the whole speech no. I have about it. Okay, because I, <laughs> I remember um, my, my love of the paranormal goes back to like, I was born in 1983, and I do remember, like, watching Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, hell yeah. And, like, if, if it was paranormal related on TV, I watched it. Hell like, yeah. Guaranteed, I've seen it. And I swear, like, Beyond there was... Beyond Belief, that Yes, kind of like, I'm just, I couldn't remember the names of the shows, but I know I watched them all. But I was pretty sure there was a Black Eyed Children episode on one of them things. Well, nope. Oh, God, okay. God, I have, my brain's stupid. It might be stupid. <laughs> okay. As I'm fond of saying on here, um, I'm a genius trapped in an idiot. So we're all stupid here. It's fine. I think you're smarter than me. I always thought so. What? Yeah. Are you serious? That's why I like you, yeah. When did you think that? I never thought that I was smarter than you. I, I, I think you know more stuff than I do. Oh, I know a lot of useless, worthless crap. I know, I guess, wrongly about paranormal stuff. <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> I could have sworn there was like an unsolved mysteries about like well, a mysterious kid or it's something. It's funny that you mentioned that okay. because I too thought that it was a 1970s, 80s phenomenon and that I had seen either a Beyond Belief, a Fact mm -hmm. or Fiction, or yes. Unsolved Mysteries episode. I, I, I totally watched all those shows. Oh, yeah, religiously. Um, like the theme song, I can hear like the first two bars and I'm already hype. There was like, I couldn't, I it's bothering me that I can't remember the name of the one that was British and has like a, red, a lady with red hair. Oh, that one was good. Yeah. I don't was, remember the name either. Yep. I watched all that. That uh -huh. was like a early 2000s thing, I think. Yeah. Weren't they going to like haunted houses and stuff? And yes. It was Most haunted, ridiculous. I think. Was Most that haunted. That's okay. it. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Now. I just mentioned a minute ago that I believe that all of this phenomenon can be traced back to the UFO shit. And it's not because I think they're aliens, because I don't. I mean, I guess they could be in the strictest sense, but it's because I don't think the aliens are aliens. So, you know, and y'all, you're going to hear some noises because I am squirt bottling all of our cats. I don't know what their fucking deal is lately, but every time I set up to record, my cats ignore me all day, all night. Unless I'm in here trying to record, and it's just Kitty Central. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd watch Kitty Central. You would watch Kitty Central. Yeah. You like kittens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't like cats. I love cats, but I don't love what they're doing right now, which is swarming. They're swarming. We have three, and they're all sitting right outside the door, just waiting to meow and ruin our sound. It's bad. We could guest appearance a cat. They don't have anything interesting to say. That's yeah, true. Yeah, they don't know about black-eyed children. They don't know shit from Shinola. All right. So I'm going to go. This is amazing to me that the government basically admitted that UFOs are real and no one cared. And I don't know why. Is it because they didn't see the New York Times article, people? Or is it that they are too busy with like everything exploding and Corona and I think that's the, the issue and yeah. that we can't even agree on things like the Corona. No. So I don't think we got time for aliens. But I always have time for aliens. I'm yeah. hype about it. So when was the first black eyed child? Oh, I'm getting to that. Okay. But I'm going to cover the alien shit first. I'm going to give a little okay. recap for people. So they're, they're here with me. All right. They're here I, with I, me. I don't know how it goes. So. Yeah. So... I want to kind of cover the current dialogue around UFOs, and I do mean the, the official dialogue by people who work 
or did work in the government at some point. I know Harry Reid just passed away today. Like that was breaking alien news. You dick. I don't know. Hmm? I don't like Harry Reid. He can suck 20 dicks in hell. I know he had a lot to say about aliens. He did. He was very big on them being a national security threat and is kind of largely responsible for the formation of ATIP, but we'll get to that in a minute. right. Okay, so on December 16th, 2017, the New York Times released an article called Glowing Auras and Black Money, the Pentagon's Mysterious UFO Program. And yes, that's the entire... That article title is so long I had to take a breath. People aren't good at writing titles now. No wonder nobody read it, except me. That's... Yep, more than I read. Yeah. In this article, it was revealed and confirmed that the Pentagon had been running a black budget project to look into the UFO phenomenon. And they kind of rebranded it as UAPs, which is Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. And I'll get into why they did that in a second, but it's stupid and I'm going to call them UFOs if I want. No one can stop me. Yep. They can like I call bubble. them UFOs. You do call them UFOs. Yeah. That's not something you just started. Nope. Yeah, so... I'm going to link the article and the two videos that were released and confirmed. These videos were taken by the U.S. Navy aboard various battle cruisers, and they are of weird things flying around real fast and like breaking the laws of physics, which is why that's important. They were very fast, blurry dots. Yes, indeed. One of the videos is actually called Go Fast, and the other one is the Gimbal video. Uh, actually, it's the same thing. And then there's the Tic Tac. Yes. Which was this unidentified object, literally looked like a little pill or a Tic Tac, but it was big. It has little foots, though. It does got little foots on it. Yep. Yeah. Cute little baby feet <laughs> at the bottom of it. <laughs> I know they're, they're, they're supposed to be, I, don't, I remember like there was speculation on what the little foots are. Little foots, I forgot. I look there, they were part of some airplane thing, and which makes no sense why it would be on a UFO equivalent to a, a plane, yeah, right? Yeah, just, they just it's little foots, and it like spins around all crazy. And then it like went 400 miles in like two seconds or something nuts. But I'll link all those videos so you guys can watch it and the New York Times article that started all this dialogue, um, at least with the general public. So why is this important and why do I keep harping on it whenever I talk about this stuff? Well, because the first time someone from the government acknowledged that, yes, we know UFOs are real. And yes, we've been studying them all this time. And yes, there was a cover up about it. They've admitted to that. Okay. Um, They've basically come out and said there was a huge disinformation campaign done in the 40s, 50s and 60s to make anyone who who believed in UFOs look like a big clown. Right. Yeah, even Richard Doty was a a government counterintelligence agent Mm -hmm. who basically drove a guy to kill himself. Damn. They convinced him he'd been a (laughs) UFO abductee and shit and he hadn't and it made him look like a giant kook and so he killed himself. That's shitty. Yeah, it's really fucked up. So it's like mean girls them and they died. <laughs> he did mean girls them over you. That's lame. <laughs> it's very lame. Yeah, that it's 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 real wild. Now this is where the dialogue about UFOs falls apart because no one can say conclusively what these things are, where they're from, or what they fucking want. Okay. Nobody. Yeah. If they do know, they're certainly not saying anything about it. But they're. Here's what pisses me off about the whole fucking thing is all these whistleblowers who have come out. Number one, uh, are they whistleblowers or did the government let them talk about it? So then you can immediately not trust the dialogue Mm -hmm. and they're being vague yeah, and like playing footsie with this stuff. They're being cute and coy and I just think it's dumb. Mm -hmm. Like Lou Elizondo. That's who I'm going to talk about. Louise Elizondo was a former counterintelligence agent's agent and the head of the now defunct ufo monitoring program a tip just the tip just the tip (laughs) i think it every time (laughs) now from other intelligence officers he's Luis elizondo says he can't say everything he knows because he's signed non-disclosure agreements and he could get in trouble Uh but he hints at things a lot which is super fucking annoying Yes. Just either break the NDA or shut the fuck up. Right. That's where I'm at with that. But other people who have known him have said he has claimed to have seen, like, a body or at least parts of one. Uh Uh-huh. 
um, that there are pictures that if the public saw them, we just all shit our pants collectively. Right. Yeah. And that he's made a lot of really wild claims like the aliens have genetically modified us and... Okay. Okay. Yeah. And like made up religion. Yeah. And want us to fight and fuck with our nukes. Now that part's true. Uh, mm -hmm. Lots and lots of UFOs are spotted over nuclear sites where we house and store our weapons. Yeah, I, I know that that's the thing. The UFOs in nuclear, not just weapon places, but also nuclear power plants. Yes, they fuck with it. Right. They so turn I, it off I, and I on. do know that that is a thing. It is a thing. And of course, we didn't, we've always had, I've mentioned this, we've had UFO sightings since there have been people. Mm -hmm. I mean, it goes all the way back to like Egypt times. Seriously. Yeah, like I know about accounts. that that yeah. German one that appeared in the skies Wasn't in the fourteen hundred fifteen fifteen hundreds, and yeah. then in like again eighty eighty or so years later, I guess it happened. It was twice. like a bunch of UFOs like shooting uh, balls. It was light like at a black other. spear thingy and yeah, cigar the, shaped. The, the the person like it was a they was very they described the the eyewitness described it firsthand and like. He was like, I was there, and there was yes. all this shit in the sky going nuts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, like, debris rained from the sky, like, really strange. There was, like, black orbs and yeah. a black spear and a bunch of crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So this is not new. and But when we got nukes, the sightings went way up. Yes. And a rash of sightings is called a flap. Really? Yeah. Willow also hates this term. Like a like a troop of gorillas, there's a flap UFOs. Yes, they're called a flap. Okay, that's what it's called officially. All right, okay. By researchers and government officials. I'm not making it up. I didn't. Uh, make I don't want to get word. caught in a flap. Maybe you've already been caught in a flap. <laughs> Can you come up with a better word? I could think of a better word. Well, okay, well you do it then. Come up with a better word. You're on the spot now. A gaggle of UFOs. Well, that's geese. The geese are also in the sky, not flaps. Well, I guess they flap. Hmm. UFOs, <laughs> UFOs don't flap though no that would be fucked up it's got little foot so maybe it could have little hands <laughs> that's enough okay that's why I'm not on the show yeah it, I don't know though I think you're pretty cute I would have I'm glad you show. think that I do I think you're quite cute okay so there are some people, like I said, who claim to know. Lou Elizondo says he knows all the time. Like, well, we don't know, but we kind of know. And, right. you know, it just smacks of disinformation bullshit. Mm -hmm. And it's turning into some QAnon-level fuckery where people are I'm like, I'm so done with UFO Reddit. I'm so sick of reading dumb shit there that's just always the same Circle jerk over and over again. Yeah, you're like, did Lou Elizondo wink in that one video? What would he do? He's looking trim, though. Did he lose some weight? Yeah. I think it's because he has K cancer. Oh, no. Yeah, I think he's not well. Okay, that's sad. I just don't like the guy, but I don't want him to, you know, be sick or something. I'm just do I? I don't so know. sick of the nothing news. It's the nothing news, but, and Maris can disagree with me on this, I super don't care, mm -hmm. but my favorite UFO researcher is Jacques Vallée, and he's been, if you guys don't know who that is, let me tell you, he's a French guy. And I think that the word Jacques tipped me off on that one. What? That he's French. Did you? Yeah, I I use my. You power know, there's of American people named Jacques. No. Super hate your guys. <laughs> well, there's a. He could be in like Senegal because they also speak French That's there. True. You absolute turd. Yeah. I, okay, I, I know he was in the movie, or about the movie. Oh my God, I'm just getting ready to say that. Okay. So, when Steven Spielberg made the movie Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the French guy in it is based off of Jacques Vallée. He's not actually in the movie. So, who is he? Well, he was a an astronomer. He also worked on a precursor to the internet. Like, we wouldn't have the internet without Jacques Vallée. Or El Gore. God damn it, Maris. Yeah. No, don't. People will think you're serious. Oh, I'm super not. No, because you have a, Maris has a very flat affect, and if y'all can't see his face, you don't know that he's smiling shitty and making a joke, so I'll let you know. Um, anyway, uh, Jacques Vallée is also the first guy who made the first computerized map of Mars, and he's a UFO researcher. And he wasn't the first one, but he certainly 
kind of the most famous to put forth the idea that UFOs are not a nuts and bolts physical thing. They're not little green men from outer space, but this is some kind of interdimensional, ultra-dimensional entities that may be one entity or lots of them, and they are the basis of all of our folklore, religions, legends, etc. And their motivations are unknown, but they don't seem to be particularly nice. I lean on that one. I think that's true. Yeah. Because as we've talked about before on this show, especially when I covered Mothman and uh, the Skinwalker Ranch, is that the phenomena is ridiculous and absurd. It does a lot of wackadoodle stuff that doesn't like make those, any sense. Like the Dogman stories? I don't know if you covered them. I mentioned it briefly because there was some in the Skinwalker Ranch story. The, the one Dogman story that always freaked me out is like when they were like, I think it was, was it a Skinwalker store where they were walking up and they see Dogman and they're wearing coats and they turn around and they have dog faces. Like that's fucked up. That would scare me. Would it scare you? Yeah. Yeah, it would scare me also. Like they're just, they were... Just, just walking guys, but, but they, they were up, up on two legs like people, and wearing a coat, and wearing a coat. And when they turned, when the figures turned around, they had dog faces. I would shoot them with a gun. I would freak out. Like I'd run away. Was that a Skinwalker story? I don't remember. I actually, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Um, there were there's so many stories involved with that place in the Uinta Basin in Utah that I yeah. just have no idea. Right. Um, and and we call it Sherman Ranch. I try and remember to do that. I know Michigan is known for the dog man. Like, there's lots of dog man Michigan's fighting. fucking weird. It's all them lakes. I have noticed that it's in, like, empty blank spaces or, like, places with a lot of water that seem to have a lot more activities surrounding it. Yeah. So, yeah, why, why am I talking about this stuff? Well, in addition... There's Jacques Vallée is also a member of something called the Invisible College. So what is the Invisible College? Is it Hogwarts? No, it's not Hogwarts. It is a term for a collective of philosophers, scientists, physicists, researchers, and other smart-brained dudes who meet to informally discuss weird shit so that their careers aren't ruined by looking into Bigfoot, UFOs, ghosts, and the afterlife, etc. Can you apply to the to the Invisible College? You cannot. With your Invisible SATs, no. It's been around since the late 1600s and sounds like some secret society nonsense, but it's not. It does sound like the Illuminati. I know, but it isn't. They're not secret. They've been very plain and open about what they do this whole time. It's that the members are usually anonymous, so they don't lose their funding. Okay. Because if you're like, I really want to look into Bigfoot, but, you know, you work at Harvard, they can get you fired for that kind of shit and have. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to give you an example. A researcher named John Mack, who was working in the psychology department at Harvard, started researching the alien abduction phenomena, Mm -hmm. especially with the aerial school in Zimbabwe, Africa. Yes, I know about that. I watched that movie. Yes, the phenomenon. I recommend that documentary. It's really good. Anyway, he he started believing these people and taking them really seriously, and he's done some of the best research there ever was on it. He's dead now, unfortunately. Okay. But Harvard almost fired him over it. Okay. He had to, like, really campaign for his job. Yeah. This is why people... Join the Invisible College so they can share research without getting ridiculed. But that its existence has never been a secret. It's just its members sometimes are, but not always. Like Jacques Vallée is really plain that he's been in it. Hal Putoff has been in it. He's mm-hmm. a famous researcher. I know he's a UFO guy, yeah. And a UFO guy, yeah. For example, right now, they have been exploring the use of psychedelics in the treatment of mental illness, and they started doing that long before it was like cool and hip to do so. Well, I recommend the, the usage of psychedelics for fun times. <laughs> do, do you? Yes, I do. Which one's your favorite you've done so far? Uh, well, I, probably mushrooms. Um, yeah? I, acid didn't do anything you to me. You didn't like acid. No, it just sort of made me anxious, but like nothing happened. And like, you don't want to take something that just makes you full of anxiety. Like, yeah, but, that's bullshit. But literally nothing good happened, like nothing like even notable. Molly, did you like that one? I did like that one. I don't want to count that as a psychedelic, is it? Oh, yes. Oh, I didn't feel that it was. Yes. It's not as strong a psychedelic as like mushrooms or DMT. Well, nothing I would put, you'd put in the psychedelics category occurred. It's more of a feeling of feeling very like just no anxiety. Which you liked. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
You did have some visuals on it when she said the bed was very ripply. That was when I did mushrooms. No, that's happened on okay. mushrooms, too. Okay, I must have been. I, I, I you were think fucked I up. You yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> obviously, uh, What I about was. DMT? Did you like that one? Uh, no, because my DMT experience was stupid. It was stupid. Uh, should I talk about it? Yeah, go ahead and talk about it. I don't know if it's relevant. It. We're it, starting. We're, okay. we, it, we can talk about whatever we want. Okay, so this was the summer of drugs. <laughs> summer of drugs, yeah. And I, I, I just, I'd never done drugs ever. I, all through high school and college, I'd never done anything. And but then, we were working on your mental health, your depression. Yes, issue. and I'm trying unusual things for depression because, as I've said in the beginning of this podcast, that I have major depressive disorder. Yes. And I always have. So I did lots and lots of mushrooms, and they are number one. They do work, and it was good. Okay, so we're talking about... DMT. DMT. I, okay. You tried that one. I did try DMT, but I made the error because no one told me. I didn't know. You're supposed to close your eyes, but I didn't. So my eyes were opened, and all that happened was everything turned pixelated. Like Minecraft. Everything looked like Minecraft. <laughs> I didn't travel. There was no... You were very upset. I took a lot also. A lot, yeah. I did extra for... Science. Science purposes. Nothing happened. Nothing happened except everything looked pixelated, and it was a very alarming and scary to me because I also have... I'm also like blind. I have visual problems, so it it was just just like when I wore no glasses and everything's blurry except pixelated. Yeah, and then it went away, and that's all that happened. You were very pissed off. You I was sort of mad like, because I had put a lot into this. I was like, I thought that like not only was it difficult to obtain, but like, and it took a lot of time. But I thought that like maybe it would help. No. No. Just made you upset and annoyed. And I remember you were sitting there and you're like, if everything's Minecraft forever, I'm going to be so pissed off. Right. Yes. (laughs) It just looked like fucking Mario everywhere I looked. Yeah, that's fucked up. So that was disappointing. Okay. So now we'll get back to what we're talking about. Okay. So the vague consensus from Lou Elizondo even and Jacques Vallée, The Invisible College is this, that the UFO phenomena is likely not nuts and bolts, physical little green men. The truth is far stranger, more upsetting. They are non-corporeal forces that can make us see what they want us to see. Their purpose is unknown, but it doesn't seem to be benevolent, and that human consciousness plays a big role in the phenomenon. Since the article came out in the New York Times, Congress has now passed a couple of bills reestablishing a task force to see if the UFO phenomenon is a threat to national security. Lou Elizondo keeps promising to tell more about what he knows, but, but like I've said, I just think he's full of beans and doesn't actually know anything or isn't allowed to say what he knows or show any of the awesome pictures he's he keeps just, talking about. He's just really dancing on it, and it's really just annoying me, so I just he stopped paying attention. He looks like a attention. guy that would take you on a date to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, he looks like he has a don't-step-on-me snake flag. Yes, he does look like a don't-step-on-me snake guy. He looks like he probably likes cops, and it's just, I'm not feeling that vibe. Uh, it's not, does not pass the vibe check with no, me. No, and I can't. I can't dig with a with that with that homie on aliens if I can't. That was a lot of really messed up slang there. I messed it up because I'm nervous about podcasting. <laughs> I'm also not good at talking, and I'm oh, sure. No. I'm sure no. that you have mentioned that, but anyway, he he doesn't pass the vibe check that no, Lil is on. No, he does not. He has failed it. He's he looks also like he has not it. done Molly or DMT. He should do both. Yeah. maybe he'd chill out. He really loves America. And I can't vibe That doesn't that pass either. the vibe check. Yeah, you hear noises and squirt spraying the cats and being dicks. Yeah. So, what do UFOs have to do with black-eyed children? Well, buckle up. I'm, I'm, I'm buckled. You. Are you buckled? I have buckled my safety belt. Goddamn. Dang, even. So, just like all things on the internet, this urban legend is full of lies. There are claims that the phenomenon was first reported in the late 70s, like me and you thought, but none of those actual reports could ever be found or substantiated. Instead, this story began on an internet forum about ghostly encounters in 1996 and was written by a newspaper journalist in Abilene, Texas, named Brian Bethel. And here is I feel his... like I've heard that name before. Yes, because he's been on lots of like podcasts about spooky stuff. All right, okay. See, I'm not totally off. And... 
I will tell you, I've heard him talk. I've listened and I watched a couple things about this for research purposes, and I believe him. Okay. And I, here's his story. Late one evening, Brian was sitting in the parking lot in front of his cable company, writing a check for his cable service with the intention of dropping the check in the overnight drop box. I've heard this story. I remember yes. this. But you can tell the story. Yeah, well, and so people know, because we have young people who listen, back in the day you couldn't pay your bills online. Right, you had to go drive to a place. You had to fucking go there. Right. And sometimes you could get lucky, like your grocery store would have a bill pay, pay center. Or it had to be a check. They won't accept cash because they're lame. They are lame, yes. Yeah. And debit cards weren't a thing a lot of people had. Right. Or were they a thing in 1996? I, I don't, don't recall. I don't think everybody had them. I was... I mean, I could be wrong. I don't, I don't think... I Credit cards definitely weren't, but I don't think debit cards were a thing. Because I was, like... I know you. there were ATM cards, but those were separate from credit cards and were not debit cards back right. in 1996. Yeah. So he's, like, clearly trying to get his service not cut off. Yeah, Because he's that. there late at night. How many times have that I done that? That passes the vibe so check. It does. <laughs> <clears throat> so he had the interior light on so he could see to write his check, but that made it to where he really couldn't see very well outside of his car. Yeah, Because it's makes nighttime. Sense. Right. And it's late at night. It's, like, around 1030. All of a sudden, there is a knock on the driver's side window, and startled, he looked up to see two young boys in hoodies. Now, they look to be about between the ages of 10 to, like, 13. Young Mm -hmm. kids. Right. And he rolled down the window just a little bit to see what they wanted. One of the kids was a freckled redhead and did not speak. Well, there's the problem. Right? Fuck. The other kid had olive, like an olive complexion, and curly dark hair, and he's mm-hmm. the one who spoke. Right. He told Brian they were in the shopping center to see Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. and that checks, that was around at the time. <laughs> I like that <laughs> detail. Yeah. And they needed a ride. When Brian looked up at the movie mark, the movie theater marquee, what was just across from the cable company, he saw that the last showing for the movie was already in progress, and that if he gave him a ride anywhere, they'd miss the movie. Right. If not, like, not even part of it, like it, all of it. Their story didn't check out. No. As the boy spoke, Brian felt really overwhelmed by, like, dread and fear. And he started, like, saying, no, sorry, can't help you. Oh, my goodness, can't do it. But the boy just kept talking louder and talking over him, offering assurances that they just needed help. Hey, mister, we're just kids. The boy even said, we don't have a gun, which, of course, Brian found creepy and weird. I'm not here to murder you. I'm not here to shoot you with a gun I don't have. As yeah. you ha- hold your checkbook. <laughs> so, Brian had had enough by that point. He's like, yeah, fuck these kids. Me too. And he put the car in reverse. And when he looked up at the children again, both of them had a completely black eyes. Even the white parts of their eyes are black. The Skellera. The Skellera. Skellera? I don't Scalera. know. Which, whichever. I'm not Celera, an optimal guy. Celery. I don't know. Yeah. Look. Tomato, potato. I dropped out of high school. I don't know anything. And you dropped out of art college. I dropped out of art college like every respectable person. (laughs) You don't know anything either. And um, as he's pulling away, really freaked out now, the redheaded kid finally spoke and he shouted, we can't come in unless you say it's okay. Them's vampire rules. Exactly. So what does this have to do with UFOs? A lot of this story could easily be a men in black story or a vampire story or even a ghost story, all of which share traits with UFO encounter stories. How? I will explain. Please explain. I shall. Since Brian Bethel shared his story, lots of people have come forward with stories of their own. All of skinned people behaving in strange ways have been noted since the 1890s. In my episode about Victorian-era UFOs, which I believe is on our Patreon, many people were reported seeing a craft surrounded by olive-skinned people who looked vaguely Asian, and they were often described as having all-black eyes. Now, they're sort not children. Racist, like, description. It is, but it, and I hate saying it, but it's like in every single description, they look vaguely Asian. Because that's a whole continent. You know, India's there. Yes, that's what they're saying. They're like, they can't determine which part of Asia they're from, just they look vaguely Asian. Gotcha. Like uh, my aunt, who is Cherokee. Yeah. She looks like she could be Asian. Yeah. 
but she's Native American. Right. And so, you know, they could be, and they've said that too. People have said they look like indigenous people. Well, I, I've heard the racist, like people compare grays and like, you know, with the slanted eyes, like as an eight, like that's a very like racist yeah, description. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's not nice. No. Um, but they do have almond shaped eyes. What they're saying is their skin has a yellow hue. Right. They have almond shaped eyes and dark hair and yeah. very little, if any body hair. Right. So that's what they're trying to say. But racistly. Yeah. Racistly. <laughs> it reminds me of Flight of the Concords. Yeah. With the racist dragon. Oh, yeah. He said racistly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I would have watched that show again. It's so good. In my episode on the Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia, many people in town ran into men in black with olive-colored skin who behaved weird and seemed vaguely threatening. They came to town asking lots of questions, taking pictures without permission, stalking a reporter, and other really strange behavior. Like the story of Indrid Cold, a strange humanoid entity that a man met on a long stretch of highway who stepped out of a cigar-shaped craft, he... He had very dark eyes, olive-colored skin, and odd behavior. He's often called the Grinning Man because when he, people have encountered this entity, he is smiling too fucking much. That guy needs to chill. He can't chill. He's super pumped. Mm. And he's like, hey there, what'd you have for dinner? And it's like, wow, fuck off. You're freaking me out. Yeah. You just came out of a UFO. Go away. Right. I am afeard. Yeah. Yeah, so... The black-eyed kids seem to share that sort of vibe. You know what I'm the saying? The feeling of dread is a common thing with paranormal stuff. Yes. It's like your animal brain is like saying, run away. Right. We're going to be eaten you can't, by whatever You can't like smart brain while you're in the, in the presence of an entity. No. And the guy who ran into Indrid Cold lost time and became overwhelmed with fear. Right. To where you're like, I'm going to shit his pants. Which I don't blame him honestly so legends about similar creatures haunt all of human history in addition eyewitness accounts of black-eyed kids often occur in areas where there have been ufo sightings and other strange phenomena right uh, that's another thing i know about phenomenon is uh, all of it happens in the same area you got the big feats and the ufos where there's a flap yeah yeah that's there's a flap of ufos it's okay a word, but, and it? then you yeah. also have black eyed like they all happen Yes. Yeah. Well, um, there's this one um, eyewitness account that's one of my favorites that I read. And it's this woman and her husband. It was very late at night. And on their way home, they had seen a, a light in the sky. And then about 30 minutes later, after they've arrived home, they get a knock on the door. Mm -hmm. And it's a little girl and a little boy. And they seem about, respectively, 8 to 10 years old. Like, mm -hmm. the little girl's younger. Yeah. One of them never fucking talks, and okay. they seem to have like, it's like a Jay spokesman. Like Jay and Silent Bob, but yes, children. but children. Yeah. And not as funny. No. Not that they're funny, but... I wouldn't want no rando kids at my door. No. And they're like, please let us in. We wish to use your telephone. Please, and the mom. lady's like, where's your mom? And they're like, we're but children. Won't you let us inside? And they're dressed weird, like they're dressed in like 1950s clothes, and this was like in the early 2000s. Okay. And so that's strange. Like they look like they're in a play or something. And then she, when she looks at them again, they both have all black eyes, and she's like, you know what, you stupid kids, get the fuck off my porch. Are there any stories of like someone actually letting them in? No. And man, I looked. You looked, okay. I looked so hard. Because like, I could have sworn that, like, I, I thought I heard a story, like, I listened to, like, paranormal yeah, podcasts Yeah, I think it was stuff. once on some paranormal podcast we both listened to where someone let them in and they became very ill afterwards. Okay, I think that that was on Darkness Radio, maybe. But I, I couldn't tell you I what episode or nothing. No. I don't remember. But what happened was, is she let them in, they lost time when yeah. they came to, the kids were gone. And they were Wasn't both very hurt? sick. I, I wish I, I don't actually know. No, I, I remember research. a little bit. And that, that that they were both sick with almost like a radiation type sickness. That That is a common paranormal problem. Like if you come in contact or if you touch the UFO, you get radiation poisoning? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole Unsolved Mysteries about some guy who went like mountain climbing for fun, which is, I don't know why you'd do that. But he it's was like, fun. stopped to like drink some water and take some pictures, and he saw a UFO. 
he approached it, it shot out some like lasers mm-hmm. and it made like a grid pattern yeah, on his stomach. Yep. And he like all his hair fell out. And he, yep. like, he got very sick, I think. Yeah, it was bad. So whatever these things are, they share that in common. And I <clears> wonder <throat> if it's some kind of side effect of like their transubstantiation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, they're manipulating physics or well, something. Well, so they're interested Everything in wrong. nuclear power plants. Obviously, getting radiation poisoning and having an interest in nuclear power plants seems like a... A correlation, correlation does it not? Right. Yes. Right. I yes. think that, like, if you do transubstantiate, I think it may cause some kind of radiation. Like, maybe it hurts the ozone or something. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, or maybe it they create some kind of field around them that it lets radiation in that normally wouldn't, like a reverse EMP field kind right, of. Right, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm not smart-brained enough to know how that would work. No, I have no fucking clue. But I don't know. It just seems that this phenomenon is like... I like the book Passport to Magonia by Jacques Vallée. It's kind of a dry read. I've read it a couple times now. And he kind of posits that all of our folklore, fairy tales, and religious myths and are all the phenomena wearing different masks, manipulating us for their own ends. And that he calls it the trickster. It warps reality. It tricks us. It lies. It appears as angels, fairies, vampires, demons, and aliens. But that's not what it is. Those are all things that obscure what it actually is, uh-huh. which we don't know. Right. So I think if you look at it with that lens, that the black-eyed kids are just going to be... They're just fairies. They're just fairies. They're vampires. They're aliens. They're demons. Who knows? They're all of it. Yep. I don't want them in. I guess. But, you know. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. I'll dropkick a little motherfucker. No. I'll beat a motherfucker with a motherfucker. Right. So do you got any more black-eyed kids stories? I have a whole bunch. But before we get to that... Yeah? I kind of want to, like... I don't know. I want to talk about how somebody will make a story on the internet, whether it's true or false. A Slender Man. I, I thought about the Slender Man when we were talking yeah. about Black Eyed Kids because they, he also appeared in the early 2000s and people think that they actually saw him and stuff. Well, it started out on the... the Atulpa? Yeah, they started out on a forum called Something Awful. Right. And it was where somebody, it was a contest to photo manipulate a picture to make it scary, like a mundane picture and then make it creepy. And this guy had an artist, digital artist, put in the first Slender Man in the background of a children's playground. Mm-hmm. And he like won the photo contest. It creeped people out and resonated with them so much that you start seeing like people claiming they've really seen Slender Man or something like it. Right. And that is something that's called either an egregore or a tulpa. Not to be nitpicky, but I, I think egregore specifically about fallen angels, but I'm not It sure. is, but it's sim- the idea behind it is similar. Yes, is it's a I'm thought saying. form, yeah. Basically what it is is that you concentrate on something hard enough and it taps into a big emotion like fear and then you can create it and manifest it into reality. Yeah. The difference between an egregore and a tulpa is that an egregore is like basically summoning the devil and making right. him real with your force of will. Yes. I, like I, I think because I, I remember egregore is like more associated with like I think it was like a Catholic word or something. I'm yeah. Not sure. It's some kind of Latin bullshit. Yeah. 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 And it's some kind of weird Catholic occult shit. Yeah. 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 Now Maris was raised Roman Catholic. So there's his background. <sighs> yeah. It's a cult. It, it all it's all cults. Yes. Wasn't any fun. No. Very boring cult with a lot of child molestation. Well, not me specifically, but yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. But basically, I think, so we get this story in 1996 by Brian Bethel, and either the, the phenomena itself kind of tailored to make more of it, to scare people, or people manifested it either way. Yeah. Because there were never any sightings of these creepy kids before then. It became kind of a meme, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people think that before the internet there weren't memes. Bullshit. I mean, you can find, like, a meme can be anything. It can be some graffiti in Rome they spread around like wildfire. I get dick drawings are memes, you know. Dick drawings are memes, and you can find them in uh, Pompeii. Oh, yeah. Everyone's been drawing wiener balls. 
weenie balls forever forever because they're ridiculous looking they are ridiculous looking it's true so yeah i have a bunch of stories um i just kind of collected from all over the interweb and these are first-hand accounts cool and i'm gonna read a couple cool yeah i'm not gonna i summarized brian's he was number one yeah but these i'm just gonna straight up read cool okay because I, I don't know the specific stories other than I watched it on a show some time ago. And I have collected these stories from both Reddit and a place called Thought Catalog and an article by Chrissy Stockton. And she updated it as early as May 2021. Okay. So these are recent stories. So here's one. It almost felt like a dream. I woke up to my dog Lucy barking. She was upright on the bed where my husband and I were sleeping with our 22-month-old daughter staring at our door like an unknown stranger was out there rummaging around. I thought she was just freaking out over a house noise. We'd only had her for three months and she was still a puppy. It could have been anything, a roommate, a creak from the house settling, the awnings moving outside in the breeze. I wasn't too concerned initially. I decided the best bet would be to open the door and show her nothing was there. It sounds a bit silly, but it's what we do with our daughter when she gets scared, and I figured it should work with a puppy, too. I opened the door, and she raced to the front door. She stood there, snarling at the door. It was an angry, violent growl, one I had never heard her make before. I looked groggily at her and opened the baby gate blocking the doorway, planning to open the door and show her everything was okay. The second my hand reached for the deadbolt, Lucy went wild. She started barking and jumped towards me, and when I touched the metal, she suddenly changed her temper. She whimpered, almost like she was afraid and backing down. As her mannerism changed, so did mine. I wasn't calm anymore. My heart was racing and sinking at the same time. I had been flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. See, there it is, before this person even sees Mm -hmm. whatever this is. I looked through the peephole. I can't explain why I looked, but I did. Outside, there were two kids. One was just a smidgen shorter than me and didn't look much younger. I'm 21, and she looked to be 16 or 17. She was slender and pale. Her hair was a light shade of honey blonde, and she wore it long about mid-back with long, thin, blunt bangs in front that covered most of her eyes. Excuse me. She wore jeans, a light wash that's popular right now, and a thin-looking olive-colored pullover-style hoodie. She held the hand of a small girl who looked to be around three or four in the same style jeans and a button-down ivory cardigan. The smaller one looked at the floor shyly, but had the same shade of hair tied back in a ponytail. She held a stuffed toy under her free arm, and it was identical to one my daughter has. That's weird. Mm -hmm. As was their style of dress. Had it not been for the feeling of overwhelming dread and fear, I probably would have asked these children inside and given them some tea or hot chocolate to get them out of the bitter cold. Something about them seemed off. At this point, I hadn't made any noise. I hadn't shushed the dog or grumbled. Nothing. I hadn't turned on any lights. These kids had no indicators I was at the door. The older one spoke. She had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless. She held her head tilted downward and I couldn't see her eyes. She said, we have to use your phone. I stood frozen in fear. How did she know I was there? She raised her head to face me directly and that was when I saw her eyes. There was a reason I couldn't see them through her bangs before. They were black or midnight blue or a dark, dark purple. They were otherworldly. She said, our mother is worried. As someone who has always been interested in creepy stories, I knew what she I knew what she was the second she looked at me through the door. I have never been one to believe in these things, as a staunch atheist and skeptic when it comes to the paranormal. I had written off many a ghost story from friends and family members eager to tell their tale. I didn't believe it. Still, I couldn't rationalize my way out of this. I did not answer her. Slowly and silently, I backed away from the door, Lucy still cowering at my ankles. She kept talking. Just let us in to use your phone. I took another step back, And with that step, the tone changed. At first, she seemed polite. When I took that second step back, she became commanding, almost hostile. We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. I'll ask again. May we come in and use your phone? Lucy snarled at the door. And so this goes on, but basically they didn't open the door and the kids eventually went away. (laughs) But that, that happens over and over where they start out super polite. 
but when you don't acquiesce to their demands, they get kind of rude. Aren't there like fairy stories that are similar to that? Oh, yes. Okay, I don't, have you done research on that? Yes, although I couldn't find any in particular. There are a lot of really vague it just, stories. It's just fairy rules, though, you know? Definitely a lot of vampire stories that are like And this. I could have, I, I swear, and I, because I, I, I don't, I'm not sure what movie it is because I couldn't tell you, but it just seems like a trope. Like, let it, it is in. A trope. Yeah, like, let us in. Yeah, like it's you definitely dance. a movie or a fairy tale. Well, I wonder, because we only hear from people who have not let them in. Mm hmm. I wonder how many times you don't hear about the people who let them in because they're like dead. Or they don't remember. It just seems you too fantastical because, like, when you get like, because then you get like real world stuff where well, there's a police report or something, unless yeah, they but, died of a heart attack. But here's I guess. the thing, though. Yeah. There's so many unsolved murders. Yeah. Only thirty percent of murders in the United States are ever solved. Well, damn. And because largely the police are incompetent. Well, I mean. I wish they they would just be working on violent stuff and not non-violent stuff. Like you mean like racism, well, Maris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of it. Nope, it sucks. No, but I just wonder. Maybe they lose time and have no memory of the encounter if you let the or, kids in. I think it's or more you like that. you die of a natural cause. Like you're so scared, your heart explodes. Aneurysm, brain aneurysm, or something. Your spleen goes out. Yeah. Right, because it's not like these are real people. No. To like research. And here's a fun short story. I was riding the bus back home after work. It was about 1 a.m. I'm a security guard and often work odd hours. So I'm sitting there and this guy gets on, sits across from me. He was wearing a suit, had a briefcase, regular looking guy in his 20s. What struck me about him at first was that he was chewing a cigar, not smoking it. You can't smoke on the bus. So I was just looking at him while he stared out the window and chewed his cigar. And all of a sudden he turned and looked at me and his eyes were pitch black. So this is a non-child. This is a dude. Yep. Okay. And that's it. He just felt creeped out, saw this guy on the bus. And I have seen people with their eyes turn all black before. It's happened. I can't remember a specific incident, but I do know like weird stuff has happened to me, you know? Yes. And you maybe forget or lose time, and I think that's a big part yeah, of the I, phenomenon. Yeah, I don't think I... I feel like I haven't seen a black-eyed person, but I feel like I could, I would know, I know how that feels. I know that makes no sense, but. It does. It's like that time we saw, and I've talked about it, the big shadowy blob. Yes. That moved, when me and Maris, like, lived in Tulsa, and we, we had lived gone in out. a very haunted house. Oh, yes. That was a hell mouth. We went out, I, I love Diet Coke, and there was a McDonald's that made, like, the best fucking Diet Coke in the world, like, right up the street. So we were out at, like, 3 a.m. because I needed some. And on our way back, I saw a little dog running along the side of the road in a yard. And when I looked, it was chasing a big black cloud of fuck. I don't know what else to call it. It was very strange. I saw it also. And that was one of my big paranormal things that has happened to me. Yes. And what struck me is, because I'm I'm a pretty logical person. That's true. Uh even though I, I didn't, you know, I'm an artistic person who's clearly done some drugs, but, like, this was before I've done any drugs. <laughs> yeah, we were sober. <laughs> but I, what I do remember distinctly is that your headlights on the car was on. Yes. And the headlights did not penetrate this fog. It reflected on them. Except yeah. it wasn't, it looked exactly like fog. But it except wasn't. Except fog is gray and this was black. And it was about the size of an SUV. I could yes. see in front of it. I could see behind it. Yes. And... There was a, a big black cloud, and it was moving across the street, and it sort of moved all crazy herky-jerky, if you yes, know what like that means. Yes, like Matrixy glitching out. Yes, kinda. and this yeah. cloud moved from the street over the sidewalk and into a yard. So, and then flowed into a person's house. Yes. And I just thought, I'm scared for those people in there. What the fuck? I don't know what the fuck I saw. And an additional weirdness to this story is the little dog that was chasing was a little Jack Russell Terrier. Yes. It was, and I it had was seen... Like, it was like orange and white. Like yeah, a little and I had and seen dog. missing posters for that fucking dog the couple days before. It chased the black cloud, and I guess it went into a void. <laughs> Like, I literally never saw that little dog again. So there again. was three yeah. witnesses to this cloud. It was me, you, and a dog because the dog was reacting to it. It so. looked just like a little wishbone dog. Yes. Yeah. 
So that that was a paranormal event to happen to us. And, you know, I, I have like 20 of these stories I could read. I'm not going to because uh, we'll all go to sleep. But they're all the same, is that these people have an encounter with some rude-ass demanding kids who want to use the phone. That's the biggest line that they use. And then you got to beg the question, though, in this day and age, especially most of the kids they see are teens. They're teenagers. You name one teenager you know don't have a cell phone. Name one. So why are these little motherfuckers asking for a phone? Nobody asks for a phone no more. I wonder if they should change up their, their tactic. They should be like, like can I... I gotta use your bathroom. Like, you never not gonna, you know. Or like, I'm hurt. Help. Yeah. I don't know. But like, they also will say they're hungry. That's been one they've used before. Uh. Please let us in and have some soup. Yeah. And it's like, fuck you and your need for soup. Right. Get out of here. Yeah. So if some strange children come to your house at like 2 o'clock in the morning, you tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Don't let them in. Don't let them. Or, or do and tell us what happens. Yeah, let them in and tell, tell us if, unless you're dead. Then I guess you can't tell us no, anything. No. Don't haunt my house. I will exercise your ass out of here. I wonder if there, there's there any been reports of like radiation poisoning in, 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 in... Only in that one story. Okay. And uh, because most people won't even open the door. Yeah, I swear though, like th- that there's there's fairy stories that are like this where you're not supposed to let them in. Uh, well, no. Well, the fairy stories always go: you're not supposed to eat fairy food if you're in fairy land, right? And that you shouldn't do things that encourage fairies to come in your house. It's still vampire rules, kind of. Fairies can come and go within your house if they want, but certain things will encourage them to be here, yeah. like leaving your loose change laying about. Don't Good do thing that. I don't have any. Yeah, if you feel like your house is full of fairies, you're supposed to leave like pennies in the corner. Oh, I didn't know that. Because they get distracted. Huh. Yeah, if you're troubled by fairies, like your milk gets curdled all the time, there's a bunch of, you know, your hair's all Fairies tangled. seem to like milk. They they do, yeah. They like cream especially and honey and like biscuits or something. Hmm. Like bread. Yeah. And flowers. <laughs> but if you look at like, okay, so if you look at like some cultures, festivals surrounding their dead ancestors, they'll bake things known as spirit bread. Right. They, the day they of the, the dead. dead, they do stuff like that. And they, they don't believe the ghosts actually come and eat it, but they believe that they absorb the energy from it, like the energy you put into it to make it. And so when people leave offerings for fairies or demons or whatever bullshit they're dealing with, it's the same ideas that they've taken the spiritual energy from it. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's sort of the idea of a sacrifice, I believe, too. Like when yes, the the, the the ghost takes the energy from the food, not the food itself, literally. Yes, it doesn't actually drink the blood, but it takes all the energy from the blood. If you kill someone, it's or adrenochrome. I don't know. <laughs> fuck that shit. That's anti-Semitic as fuck. Right. I covered that a little bit um, on here about why the whole, like, people drinking the blood of children is absolutely fucking bonkers ridiculous. Right. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's been done in history, like, seriously. Well, I forget. Was it the Phoenicians? I may be wrong, so don't quote me on that. But one culture that is talked about in the Bible a lot for being terrible fuckheads and the Romans sure hated them, too. Um, they supposedly sacrificed tons of children. Wow. But archae- And archaeological digs have kind of backed it up. So right. That is, and they sacrificed them to the god Moloch. Dang. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Shoving a bunch of babies in, like, a big golden cow and setting it on fire. Sounds gross. It is gross. Yeah. But it wasn't something they did all the time. It was only if they had like a bad harvest or they were going to go to war. They wanted some extra backup, so you got to kill some babies. Got to do what you got to do. Yeetus the fetus. Yeetus the fetus, yeah. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah. Except not that it's fucked up. Ideally, yeah. I think we should really, if we're going to do weird, like esoteric magical stuff, just more sex magic, frankly. I'm Who's sure it works. Hurt? Who's getting hurt with that? Nobody. Everyone's having an orgasm. Sounds like That's a good time. That's true, yeah. We should go do some later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you, bashful? We've had sex like 4,000 times and you still get bashful about it. Well, yeah. That's cute. Yeah. I'm into it. I'll stop embarrassing you, though. Okay. <laughs> but you're kind of embarrassed just to be alive. Yep, it's true. 
So for I'm going to wrap up this episode because I've been babbling for about an hour about spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, if you want to look up stories, just Google black eyed children and like Reddit. You'll find a million of them if you're fascinated. And there's a few books out about this and a couple documentaries, too. I think there's even now a movie, but it is bad and do not watch it. Mm. Yeah, it's like the Slender Man movie is stupid. Just some. Stupid I'm sure I've seen stuff. it. I I watched. If there's a we weirdo documentary, it. I've watched it. It wasn't a documentary. It was just literally a movie, oh, and it was very bad. And okay. I don't remember it. That's how bad it was. Gotcha. Yes. So yeah, I'll I'll take care of what I call business. It's business time now. Yeah. So. I don't know when Willow will be back. She's got her COVID test. She'll get her results in the morning. If she doesn't have COVID, we'll record while she's sick. She'll just stay far, far away from me over on the other side of the room. But if she has COVID, obviously we we can't record episodes in the same room. We are trying to figure out how to record remotely, but Willow is not the most technologically advanced person, and her computer sucks. So we may not be able to until she gets better. But don't worry, we will have episodes me and Maris can do some nonsense until willow gets back yeah we'll do nonsense just all the nonsense yep in fact if you have any ideas for spooky stuff that you want us to cover hmm. please, i'll just think about it please send it to cruelteapod at gmail.com also would you like to hear extra episodes i know you would maris mm-hmm, if you yeah. listened yep why don't you listen to the podcast, by the way? I get emotional. What do you mean? Well, you do a really good job. Yeah? And then you just cry. Yeah, I can't even talk about it. That is so sweet. Um, but anyway, if you, we do an extra episode a week, and you can get all this content completely ad-free on our Patreon. It's not very much money. And like when I say we do an extra episode a week, come hell or high water, we do the episode. We never miss on our recording schedule ever, and we never plan to unless we're dead. And so that is patreon.com slash cruelty. If you want to check out all the other things that I do and that Willow does and even what Maris does and producer Will and our middle kid Valentine, it is linktree.com slash cruelty. I'll have the links to all this stuff in the description of this podcast. But it helps support our podcast when you... When you go look at all this stuff. Yeah, just go look at it. You you know you want to. You do. You're curious. What if we suck at stuff? Yeah. And you want to laugh. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good show. You know you're going to want to buy it. <laughs> That's true. And if you join our Patreon, well, it just helps us record episodes. Because as me and Willow have mentioned before, y'all, this research takes a long ass time for just one hour. Yep. Yeah, I'm always You actually on. do it. I do research very hard, yes. Yeah. I don't read wiki articles. No. That's boring no. bullshit. You, you really that. do a deep dive. I do. I read a book. I watch several documentaries. Uh, yeah. And we're hoping, we're hoping next month we actually get to have some interviews. That's what we're working on right now. Rad. Yeah, so what are we covering next month since December doesn't have a lot of time? We are covering cults. Cult covering. Wow, thanks. Yep. That's the CC. Goddamn Maris. Yep. Anyway, so, like, what's that? Like, I'm covering the Japanese yoga cult where they put a bunch of sarin gas in the subway and killed people. We're going to cover uh, QAnon. I love QAnon. I know about it. You can probably join in on that episode if you'd like, because I know yeah. you know a I lot know about it. I know they're probably still in Dallas chilling. It's so wild to me. They're insane. They're drinking bleach down there. You know they are. Are they drinking? Yeah, they're bleach? drinking. It's not because they were eating dirt last time. No, there's a lady who's making a concoction of. It's not bleach, but it's like bleach. It's like some kind of peroxide, and Don't they are literally it. drinking it while they wait for JFK Jr. to rise from the dead and become Trump's vice president. That is fucking wild. What the hell? And it's not just like two people down there. It's a bunch. Yep. It's a cult at this point. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to cover Jonestown. I've been asked. I'm not going to do it. It's Look, it's been covered a million times. There's movies about it, 20,000 documentaries. We're not, we're not going to do that one. 
We are going to cover something called the Quiverful Movement, which is a fucking cult and they can fight me. And that's where Christian people believe the only way to defeat um, Satanist, like, whore of Babylon women like myself is to outbreed us by having lots and lots of children. Andrea Yates, the woman who drowned all five of her kids, was in the Quiverful Movement and the fucking Duggars. I know about the Duggars because they live right here. They live in Bentonville, Arkansas. They live in Taunty Town. Taunty Town. Yeah, it's the tauntiest town around. <laughs> and it was um, a monk, uh, a Catholic monk named like Fettuccine Taunty or something. Yeah. That founded Taunty Town, which is it's a I love that name. name. I love it. I love to say it. But yeah, we'll be covering the Quiverful Movement and all the fucked up shit associated with that fucking trash fire. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll make people mad like I do every day. But anyway, thank you guys for joining us today. We'll have Willow back as soon as humanly possible. Yep. And uh, until then, we say goodnight. You have to say goodnight, Maris. Bye. Well, that was shitty. Yeah. Well, goodnight and I love you. us on your social media platform of choice. Linktree slash cruelty has all of the links. Check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, merch, ad-free episodes, live ghost hunts, and much more. Please be sure to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Thank you so much. See you next time. Music and production by Willie B.